Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, Buglers? It's the baddest bad boy the Bugle's ever seen. It's producer Chris, the one and only. Like, I am so, I'm so bad. Um, I've, I, I'm a really bad, bad guy. Um, I have done bad, bad things. Like, oh, I'm just starting to sound really sinister now, aren't I? Ah, uh, I'm all right. This is Top Stories. Uh... Today we're going to take you to the home of our favourite fast bowlers. No, not Ireland, although respect to Josh Little. It's Pakistan. And this is the top story from Bugle 235, the long arm of the lorry. Top story this week, Pakistan election update. And uh, this has been a dramatic few weeks for Pakistan. Their recent election marked the country's first successful transition from one civilian government to another in its 66-year history. To put it mildly, Pakistan has had real trouble in the past with passing the relay baton of government effectively without either dropping it or having it shot out of their hands. (laughs) Historically, democratically elected Pakistani governments have tended to end in some form of military coup and or government collapse, essentially for decades now. Politics in Pakistan has been a series of military regimes with a sprinkling of occasional democratically elected governments giving that delicate, barely perceptible fragrance of democracy. Even when there were governments, they were largely run by one of two parties. Not that that makes them particularly different to the United States or Britain. (laughs) The uh, Bhutto's Pakistan People's Party and the Sharif's Pakistan Muslim League. So even when there were democratically elected governments, they tended to be from parties run by family dynasties, which means even 
their democracy had more than a faint whiff of monarchy about it. Though, again, as a side note, America is in no position to criticise them, <laughs> giving the regularities of the name Bush, Clinton and Kennedys over the years coming up during presidential elections. But in the past, essentially... As a Pakistani voter, your choice has essentially been military dictatorship, which is not a choice at all, or opting between two very profitable family family businesses. It's basically like going to a restaurant and having the waiter say, let me run you through the menu. Would you like the shit pie or the T-bone shit, or would you like me to just punch you in the face and throw you out the back of the kitchen instead? I'll give you a minute to decide. Which is very different from our choice that we get. Of course, it's like, it's it like is. It's like going into a restaurant and being given a menu and having the complete freedom to choose between uh, a rat's testicle, a <laughs> bucket of sick and a chicken nugget, which is basically the former dipped in the latter. <laughs> <laughs> what made this election special was that, on its surface, it promised to be different. There was a new electoral roll after the list of those eligible to vote was completely overhauled in Pakistan. Since the last election, 37 million Bogus names were removed. Names like uh, Fatima P. Fakey name, uh, Zahira Don't Let Me Vote, Hassan Bogus Man, uh, Naveed Do Not Exist, and Farouk Peter Beardsley. Hard to say how they didn't pick some of those up, at least, Andy. I mean, they, it was right there. Yeah. The point is, 36 million names in place were then, uh, were then added. 37 actual, authentic names, meaning there are now 85 million verified voters in Pakistan. Uh, also, there was hope that technology might be helping electoral accountability as Pakistanis use their mobile phones to film electoral abuses. Uh, in a recent by-election, apparently, one politician was filmed slapping the election officials counting the vote, and the footage went viral, being played across news channels and prompting calls for the politician to be banned from holding office. Although, let's be fair, Andy, let's not rush in judgment here. We don't have any context for that video. Perhaps the politician was slapping the official counting the vote because he thought they looked sleepy and was saying to them, wake up! Wake up! It's very important that you count this vote accurately, regardless of how the result may affect me. Wake the f*** up! I do not want to accidentally gain an unfair advantage through your mistakes. That is why I'm beating you now. That is why. That is why you're being beaten. Do you understand me? Wake up! <laughs> We don't know. That's all we I'm saying. We don't know. We it. don't know. But it was uh, the highest turnout since um, Pakistan's first election in 1970, around about 60%, which is quite impressive. Wow. Um, and that's, you know, roughly what, uh, I guess, you know, not too far away from what Britain and America get. And we have the added advantage of not having the Taliban threatening to kill us for walking to a <laughs> polling station. Which, that is a fair point, Andy. Yeah. That's a fair, I think the US managed 61.8% yeah. turnout at their last election, but they, they were not, as you mentioned, being shot at on the way to the polls. <laughs> yeah. So it takes, uh, you know, people risk their lives to cast their votes, whereas, I mean, we'll have to make sacrifices for democracy in Britain. You know, some people yeah just can't 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 find a way to make sacrifices such as walking five minutes out of their way to cast a vote. But I guess we all have to suffer for our freedoms, and there's added risks as well. You know, if some uh, drone operator in Texas spills his coffee on his keyboard and accidentally presses the kaboom button whilst cleaning it off, that's that's an added factor that might dissuade you from going to the polling station. That's true. That's true. The the official pre-election monitoring actually came in for some significant 
criticism, despite the hope that things would change, with the Election Commission of Pakistan seeing to sleep on its job of oversight heavier than a security guard after snacking on an entire turkey with codeine stuffing and washing it down with a warm glass of NyQuil. Uh, in the run-up to the election... Instead of dealing with issues of corruption, loan defaults and fraud, the Election Commission seemed to employ a bizarre line of questioning, such as asking candidates to recite verses from the Koran and questioning other aspects of their faith. And that does seem, Andy, uh, like a, a slightly less important line of questioning regarding you know, the problems that Pakistan is facing at the moment, questioning their religious beliefs, rather than questions like, uh, you know, where did you get all that money that is almost cartoonishly bulging out of your pockets? <laughs> uh, apparently they suddenly began to enforce a couple of basically forgotten articles in the Pakistani constitution, Article 62 and 63, which require that only pious and law-abiding Muslims can hold office. So all of a sudden, authorities were forcing candidates to prove their Islamic credentials to the point of even having them answer Islamic history trivia questions on television. And that is less democracy, Andy, and more some kind of bizarre Islamic game show of electoral jeopardy. Uh, I'll take the Prophet Muhammad category, please, Alex. OK, and uh, what would you like to gamble on this question. Oh, I'd like to gamble my future electability in its entirety, please. <laughs> OK, lights down, please. I am a cave in uh, the mountain Jabal al-Nur, where Muhammad received his first revelation. What H am I? What H am I? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God, I, I, I know this, Alex. I know, that's why I'm not annoyed with myself. I know this. I, it's there. It's right. It, it's in my mouth. I just need to get it out of my mouth into your ears. I'll, oh, shit. I'd like to announce my withdrawal from the race, please, Alex. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, it's so much easier at home. <laughs> Although, to be completely fair to the commission, Andy, there were some other non-religious-based questions that pr actually pr proved quite effective. Uh, some to just ascertain general intelligence after it emerged that a ridiculously large number of college degrees held by Pakistani politicians in the last parliament were completely faked. Uh, on one <laughs> Pakistani news... Yeah, well, well, it's what's wrong with Andy's when it's faked to this extent. All right. On one Pakistani news channel, there was even a clip of a candidate who claimed to hold an MBA being asked just to spell the word economics, something <laughs> he failed to do completely. <laughs> that is a spectacular way to crash out of a race. Um, just spell the name of the degree that you <laughs> claim to have. That's all. Just spell the name of the subject. Just spell it. Spell. <laughs> Just spell the subject that is printed on the degree that you definitely have and no more questions asked. <laughs> OK. Um, e. K. Shit! <laughs> well, I just, you know, it's much more important with economics to concentrate on the big picture rather than, you know, the, just your passing ephemera like how you spell economics. I, su I suppose... I suppose that's true, I suppose, in a way, Pakistan, all they're developing is gotcha journalism of the <laughs> worst kind now. Uh, one of the uh, main figures in the election campaign was uh, Imran Khan, um, mm -hmm. who leads his uh, Movement for Justice uh, party. Uh, one of the greatest cricketers in the history of uh, humanity's greatest creation, cricket, and uh, a few Americans can't accept that, then that is, that is your loss and your fault. 
Um, but uh, he uh, ended up the election campaign in hospital with a fractured skull and vertebra, which you might not think is that unusual in the violent world of Pakistan politics where assassinations are commonplace and corruption is ludicrously rife. But he fractured his skull and vertebra, falling off a tiny platform being lifted up <laughs> by a forklift truck to get him on stage. <laughs> 15 feet up with absolutely no railings and four people mm-hmm. balanced on it like clouds. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Not the most obvious way to get on stage, even if you were probably the finest but fast bowler in the world during a big chunk of the 1980s. That did not help him at that moment. Gravity took, very much took over. Yeah, the, the video is absolutely horrifying. He's sent up in the middle of you know a frantic crowd on, you know, a, like you say, a hydraulic lift onto which a ludicrous number of people are balancing, all of whom then fall. He was apparently doing up to seven of these mass rallies a day until the inevitable incident. And then he continued to release videos from his hospital bed, saying, and I quote, God will not take me from this world until a new Pakistan is built. Going on to say, oh, f- my back hurts. Oh, I mean, it really hurts. Did you see that fall? What was I thinking? Seriously, my fucking back is killing me. Uh, if you don't know uh, Imran Khan, he was, uh, if, you know, if, you, if you're not aware of him, he's about as handsome as you can possibly be without just instantly turning into a marble statue <laughs> or becoming a walking men's fragrance billboard. And uh, he was... Uh, he was the most exciting of the choices, really. He, he headed up the Pakistan Movement for Justice uh, party. He was very popular uh, with young people and first-time voters. Uh, and he was going up against the more established candidates. First, there was uh, you know, President Zadari's Pakistan People's Party, the PPP. Uh, it did very well in the last election in 2008 after its leader, Benazir Bhutto, was assassinated. Uh, this led to many political strategists around the world looking into the possibility of these sympathy-based elections, running a candidate solely in the hope that they'll be assassinated and being handed the election in sympathy. Perhaps that's what the Republicans were trying with Mitt Romney, Andy, we don't know, or, or what McCain was trying to do with Palin, run someone who a large amount of people might want to murder and then serve the wave of sympathy that followed. Uh, the other uh, main rival was the, uh, the opposition party Pakistan Muslim League uh, of ex-Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif, who was favourite to win. And uh, unfortunately, in the run-up to the election, as you mentioned, on the election day itself, uh, Pakistan was plagued with violence. More than uh, 100 people were killed in the run-up. 24 people were were killed on the actual election day as Al-Qaeda and Taliban militants targeted leaders and workers from all parties seen as being not Islamic enough, which, in their view, basically includes any politician who hasn't literally run a campaign commercial of them beating the, uh, their wife for wearing <laughs> perfume. Uh, but, uh, like you say, despite everything, uh, Pakistan managed a decent turnout, uh, although the PPP, the MQM and the ANP all claimed that they were unable to campaign normally as a result and argued that the failure of law enforcement agencies to ensure security as uh, a case of pre- was a case of pre-election vote rigging. But look, Andy... Yep. All, all of this is just background yeah. that we've gone through. The key question here is not what happened in Pakistan. It's not, you know, what's the best way forward for Pakistan in the future. It's not what's happened in Pakistan in the past to lead it to this point. It's not how do they cope with militants. Clearly, the, the, the most important question is, what does America want the result of this election to be, <laughs> Andy? That was another top story. Thanks for listening. The Bugle Podcast is alive because of your regular or one-off donations. Fund my bad boy behaviour at thebuglepodcast.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you you, you must be so excited. Listen now.